Hi everyone, welcome to Unplug with Annie. We're continuing the series of Psyche and today I have Keisha on the show who is a scientist, author and creative. Her handle The Love Scientist is all about empowering communities to elevate the collective, to illuminate our inner light, to love harder and vibe higher. She is going to be talking a little bit about her journey, about facing adversity, about her journey of developing more self-love and and doing the inner work and realizing what's on the other side and her path and purpose is to inspire others to regain their power to help them rediscover and walk in their truth. Hey Keisha, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Hi Anissa, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. And you're looking very well. Um, I want to get in there and just ask you, you're known as a love scientist. So I want you to give us a little bit of a, a backstory as to why you're called the love scientist. Okay. So in my career, I am uh, a scientist for clinical, in clinical research. And um, the way that the idea came to me, I was talking to my girlfriends actually about the dating world and the dating game. I'm like, why is the dating game like this? Why do people treat people like they're disposable? And it, it just seems so, there was a lack of compassion. There was a, I, I just didn't like it. So, and then they didn't like it either. And our experiences, our dating, uh, our dating was horrible too. So um, from there, I contemplated, I said, I, it, I felt like it was placed in my heart. like. You should, you have to talk about love. And that's, and I'm like, God, you want me to talk about love? You want me, me, <laughs> talk about love to people? So I had this idea and I was like, okay, use, use social media. It, it was like clear. It was, it told, like, I felt like it, it was my, my higher self or spirit was telling me, this is what you need to do. And it planned out the steps. Like, here's the name. And so just, so I just added love in front of the, in front of scientists so that's there you go with the love scientists so some, something so simple and then i was like okay now what and i was like you want me to speak to the people about love and like my experiences and i got really cold feet I'm not, i don't think i'm ready for that moving forward i couldn't shake the film couldn't shake it couldn't shake the idea so i'm sitting on this idea and i'm like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it long story short Moving forward, I was like, you should have to do it. So then I was like, I said, let me just do it. If I don't like it, then I, I'll stop. And I never stop. I take breaks here and there, like for my mental health. But besides that, I, it's, a, it's a feeling I can't take. It's a passion I can't take. And I love to write. Um, so that was another thing. So I, I'm, I'm a published author in the clinical research arena. Um, I have some things coming up for the love scientists, but um, that's always been a passion of mine. As a little girl, I used to write poems, and I was like, and, and people always like, I had a, I had an ex. He told me I should write for a uh, Hallmark, the Hallmark cards, the greeting cards. Right. So at a young age, I was like, you know what? Let me, let me um, take that full flight. So there you go. That's how the love scientists. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, you said something at the beginning, which is so interesting, is, is that initially you kind of struggled with that idea of like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, and also this kind of hesitation and 
almost like being in denial, like, no, you know, this can't be what I'm supposed to do. Um, almost feeling like unqualified to do that, even though you felt like a calling for it. I find that really interesting. Um, do you feel then having done it and now, you know, gone full fledged and, and doing it and getting a positive response for it? Do you feel that sometimes actually feeling unqualified can actually be an indication that you, you should step in and then do that thing, which scares you? Absolutely. I feel like on the other side of fear is transformation. So we're, we're all scared to do something, you know, we all, you know, it's like you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So there's a lot of mantras and affirmations that I live by. So knowing that and knowing that it's not supposed to feel comfortable. Anything you do at first is going it's gonna feel scary as heck. But are you gonna let fear stop you? So I think that's that's so I struggled with that and ego and the voices in my head telling me people don't want to hear from you. <laughs> so I think we stop ourselves. It's not other people telling us. It's right. these voices that we are ego that comes con uh, conjures up these these negative thoughts. And I read a book, um, The Magic of Thinking Big. Um, and Keith, uh, I think it's David Schwartz. He mentions that your brain, the way that your brain processes, it thinks negative first automatically. You have to train your brain to think the positive. So once I read that, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense why I think negative first. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times you're your own worst critic. So I, I definitely feel on the other side of fear is transformation. And you just got to do it. You don't know. You don't know. You And you can stop your own, yourself from your blood. True, true. So, you, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned this book. But as a scientist as well, do you feel like, what what is the science behind this negative thinking then or this fear? What what where does it come from? And how do we how do we break away from it then? How do we take more risks? How do we step into is it about us realizing that we need to take risks to propel forward or is there something else involved? So I um, to answer your first question, I believe it stems from experience. Um you know, the opinions of others, seeking val val uh, validation. I think that all is a, is the reasoning why we may think negative at first. And then um, your next question was, uh, how do we, we propel? Um, and I think, Steve, I'm in a, I don't like to compare myself to others, but I think I, I, I look at situations differently than most. But, because um, I've always been a very positive person, my parents are positive, they always spoke life into me. So, um, having that and realizing that, um, I would say you just gotta change your mindset. And once you change your mindset, you can do anything. Um, you're not, you're not who, who others think you are, right? You don't have to seek opinion, uh, others' opinions. You don't have to feel comfortable because someone said that you should be this way or you're this way or talk down to you. like you don't have to accept that I th and I think that also comes from knowing who you are as a person you have to know yourself and you have to love yourself you have to you have to nurture the the, the wounds and the hurt and the 
mean that the world throws at you from time to time. And I think once you understand that, you could propel in the in the right direction. I don't want to say the right direction, but in a positive direction and, and towards the light. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting you said, like, obviously your, your upbringing, your parents really spoke life into you. I think the relationships we have clearly have a huge impact in in our belief systems and and what we choose to believe even the amount of self-love one has right they give me ideas sometimes i'll just be sitting in my room and i'll just get an idea or i'll have a conversation because i feel like everybody longs for connection everybody love longs for love um even though they whether they want to admit it or not we all are like our, our genetic makeup is to have companionship in some way, shape, or form, whether that's friendship, whether that's relationship, and and I think those are those core principles that make us who we are. And love is the topic of love is timeless. That's another reason why I started to love because I talk about love forever. <laughs> whether that's friendship, whether that's family, whether that's you know ex relationship, it, it's so many different variables. Um, when I become a parent that mother and daughter or mother and son uh child dynamic it it the the sky is limitless true true yeah no I, it's definitely i love that i love the fact that you said the you know the topic of love is timeless i think that's so true i think human emotions obviously as well are so universal and like you said like we we all we all are longing for connection in some way or the other for sure I know you mentioned even affirmations before, and I know you're big on affirmations. If anyone goes to your page, I know it's something which stands out. How much then do you feel affirmations really contribute to us? Uh, I guess deciding we want change and then helping us in that direction. Um, and how, and in terms of if you could give other tips, so for somebody who specifically wants to start thinking a different way. I think, you know, targeting our thinking and changing our thinking is really difficult. It's much easier said than done, right? And affirmations definitely help. I know they've helped me for sure. But sometimes when I know in my coaching or just in conversations with other people when talking about affirmations, people tend to feel like surely that will not work on its own. Like, am I just going to get up in front of the mirror and just be doing that day in day out because there has to be like this belief along with it too right it's not empty words but but other than that what tips do you recommend in really stepping towards transformation which then can be sustained okay yes i'm big on affirmations i feel like and when i think about affirmations i think about the times that i struggle that or getting over a heartbreak or something that you know things that in my life even losing my mom so that was life that was life um when you lose a parent that your whole life right so i was in a very dark place and um the key tools that i used was a prayer you got believing in a higher power power outside of yourself right because you we all need something or someone whoever that might be to you to believe in that's where that belief system comes in 
And then from there, um, being very intentional, right? So if sometimes I know if I'm in a dark place, it's not always light. It's not always positivity. It's not always good vibes. Like I, I come across that way. But there's sometimes you got to be real and say like, there's dark. There's there's times where you don't want to talk to nobody or you don't want to be, you, you feel like, I don't know, but you feel like shit. <laughs> so it is, it's, you need those pick me up to make you feel better. So I intentionally write on post-its. Um, I remember sometimes, I, and I put them in my favorite places. So like in my office, I put them across my monitor so I'm reminded. Um, there's this cool tip that my friend shared with me. Um, Tim, he uh, said, he, should, he was like, my affirmations, he, puts, he sets them as reminders on his iPhone. And he, um, every hour, he gets a new affirmation, wow. right? Um, like, I am powerful. And, and I've been doing it. And I had to um, contact him and I said, this is awesome. Why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> because imagine, sometimes you're not in front of your computer, right? You're not, you're not around posted. You're not in your bathroom where you could put them up on there. And to be reminded on the go. So sometimes I'll just get them and I'll be like, I needed that. I needed to hear that. So just being intentional with where you want to go, who you want to be. And then all, going back to being your authentic self and knowing who you are inside. So I know affirmations work for me. I know talking and speaking life into me works for me. So just every, I feel like people should find out what works for them. And once they figure that out, because it's not, you probably won't figure it out in the first time. I had to continuously do things. And, and I love self-help self help books because I feel like um, I always want to, be a better person each and every day. So self-help books help me in a way that I can, you know, be intentional with my personal development and be a better person to society and to myself. So I, I feel like those tips and, and, and those little nudges have helped me along my path as far as affirmations and changing my mindset. Because it's hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and make it seem like it's easy. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it can be very difficult, especially if you're in a dark place. Right. But you you have to you can't stay in that dark place forever. And you got and then it goes back to accountability. So you're gonna feel this way for X amount of time, right? But what are you gonna do to change it? How are you gonna change the outcome? Right. Wow. Well, yeah. No, that 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 was a really great tip, actually. Putting reminders in your phone—that <laughs> is not bad. I think that's something really doable and practical. I think that's great. Um, is there a, a, like something which was a, a game changer for you, whether it was a thought change or whether it was a time where you lost a parent and you were in that dark place, where you were able to just feel more you know sometimes how we just feel out of alignment like nothing's working um maybe you're constantly striving for something but maybe you're just doing the same thing in different ways like you you just feel stuck right um so is there a time or maybe multiple times in your life where you you just remember that being a significant point where there was some switch there was a change and then that did change the outcome significantly yeah, I, the most heartbreaking was losing my mom. So I can that that was one of my biggest battles to date. 
and I was definitely in a dark place. Um, I even was, and I have to be honest, I was mad at God. I was like, why would you take my best friend away? Why? And I didn't even get to say, why would you do that, right? So, um, and the, the, and I also felt like healing. So losing my mom propelled me in a direction to really, really focus. Once she passed, I became a workaholic. So in order to, my mother would call me at 4.30 every time, every day, um, Monday through Friday, after I got off of work and find out how my day was, say, hey, girlfriend, how you doing today? So that, that was our conversation. And not having that and, like, being empty and filling this void that no one in the world can relate. No one can make you feel better. It, it, I had to realize I was the only one that helped me. And um, of course, you get, of course, I have you know a tribe and loved ones, family and friends. But oftentimes, people don't get it unless you've been through it. And it's like it's a very, very, very dark place. And I just remember crying whenever I felt like crying, um, feeling through the emotion because I had attended. I also, and I feel like. It was in my mom allowed me to know myself better. Um, because I always had a, I, I always felt like I had to have this hard persona. I had to have this hard shell. People couldn't, I didn't want people to know that I was down. And um, sometimes I'm still like that, but it, I feel like it's more, I accept myself more for being this way. I, like, it's okay to be emotional. So in those times that I was emotional, I accepted it. The teacher, you're going through something very traumatic, and you have to be okay. You have to be gentle with yourself. You have to, you know, you have to be kind to yourself. And um, once I turned into the, I saw being a workaholic wasn't the way. I was, it was affecting my health. And I was at work, and I was saying to myself, this is not it. Like, in order to heal, I have to, I have to feel these, through these feelings and I have to, you know, accept it. And I also have to know that just because my mom's not in the physical, she's still here in the spiritual. So as time went on, um, they said, they say time heals things. And I found that not to be true. Um, cause I'm always going to miss, I'm always going to have that void in my heart. But what I did find is, Finding joy in the in in the signs that reminded me of her presence, whether that is so. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but on my page, I, I I love butterflies, and I've never seen so many butterflies in my life. In my art, so I could be any. I could go to another country and I'll see a butterfly, and my friends know that. That this this monarch butterfly is is that's my connection with my mom. So even if they see a monarch butterfly, they'll send it to me. So that was that was uh, I felt like that helped me too because I wasn't alone. And then on like Mother's Day, it was like I felt like an abundance of love. So my mother made me feel so she was so loving when she was here, but the amount of love I feel now is. I, is uh indescribable like it's like 
it, it's amplified. Wow. So um, I, I just felt like that that has helped me being intentional with my healing because it wasn't just my mom that was triggering. It was also things that I didn't heal from that was a trigger. So why, why, why do you have to think that you're hard? Why, why can't you stop? Why do you not trust what has, made, what has the world done to you to cause these things? Mm-hmm. And so I had to get at the core and um, I've been very intentional with my healing. So from 2019, the end of 2019 up until now, I've been focusing on my healing, right? And I don't get as emotional as I once did because I know I've accepted that my mom is just not here. But she's here. I can't see her. That's the only difference. And I think the sooner that I accepted that and saw it for myself, because um, other people don't, other people probably don't get the same signs that I did. And they just got to find what works for them, like whether that's looking at pictures. So sometimes I'll look at pictures of my mom and look at the videos. So I'm, I'm thankful for technology. So I get to, I get to go back in the, those moments and hear things that she has said to me. And that just makes me feel better. And it's like you just have to you just have to be intentional with your healing because if I stayed in that dark place, my mother wouldn't want me to stay in that dark place. My mother would want me to be happy and I know that for a fact. So because of that, I have to pick myself up, go through the feeling, be intentional and understand that and my father always tells me this. That death, death is um, inevitable when you know when people are able to share their experiences and especially experiences which really change you and uh yeah i mean make you have to question a lot in your life um because you you can never be prepared for for such things right i think it, it it provides a lot of hope to other people as well because this is something that is inevitable and we're all going to experience in some form, I think, this idea of loss and what that means and how that impacts us. So that's really powerful. And I think that's an important message. Um, now more than ever, um, you know, that that we do need to be there for each other. And even if that just means just checking in with one, one another, I think that's, that's super important. Um, obviously, 2020, a pandemic and you know it just none of us could have also anticipated that that's for sure you couldn't really prepare for that uh it's thrown us into this you know space of uncertainty for a lot of people with their jobs with everything uh losing people even at, at this time um and not being able to physically be there for them as well i know that's super challenging how has has that experience impacted you? And is there a lesson that you have taken away uh, during this whole experience or anything anything personal which you've really learned from it or something that's come out of it where you feel like this is a lesson you want to, you know, you want to carry on. You don't want to go back to just normal or normality, whatever that is. Absolutely. Um, so I felt... I've always felt that the world was moving too fast. But like, I guess when I skipped it back to when iPhone first, I felt like, why? I kept saying to myself, why is the world so fast? 
and we gotta go we have to move fast with it like it didn't feel i didn't like how i felt but i didn't understand why i felt that way either because to others it might be the norm but to me it just was like this is why is everything urgent why is everything like easy access so the pandemic taught me has taught me that um it's okay to rest um in march when it when the onset first occurred um you couldn't go anywhere right and i took a lot of time sitting and reflecting and also being intentional with my healing because i knew this wasn't this i didn't want i didn't want to continue to be this person and i wasn't going to continue to be this person um so i remember working out harder um breathing finding out what brings me joy dancing dancing in my living room with the music blast you know it just just appreciating life right and i feel like the pandemic has also taught me to take care of myself in all aspects not just physical but also mind also soul and 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 nurturing those parts of myself cuz i think i think we think of self care as this one once a week self care sunday right this once a week type thing but the pandemic has taught me like it's deeper than that you have to nurture yourself every single day and whether that's an affirmation i come to your phone every hour whether that's being like to yourself whether that's dancing in the living room you have to do that and i think life moves so fast that you forget that you forget you got to what, what makes you happy what what, what are you going to do to to keep that positive energy going right so I, i so i think that um it just a lot it allowed me to look within and find out what was working and what's not working and, and i said that often to her like i don't think you could date in tennessee Number one, the pickings are pretty slim. <laughs> unless, unless, unless you're on, because a lot of my friends are on the dating app. Right. I don't really, I don't really like the dating apps. But um, the pickings are slim, and this is a time. This is perilous time. It, you have to look within. How can you be better? How can you be better so when the world goes back to, I don't want to say normal because we don't know what normal, what normal consists of. But when the world goes back to some type of normalcy, um, how how are you going to step up? How are you going to how are you going to delve back in? So I've been just doing a lot of reflecting. I'm coming up with ideas. What do I want to do? What what are my goals for the love sciences? And 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 because I'm single, I have a lot of time on my hands to to nurture myself and those ideas. um but even if you're a mom or a parent um you have to you have to take care of yourself you have to how and that's where that self love comes back in cuz yeah. self love is the highest is one of the highest frequencies and if you truly truly love yourself and nurture the vessel that God gave you then you you're going to attract and you're going to manifest all that your heart I truly
Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> it was lovely having you on and and talking to you and hearing a little bit about your thoughts and um and yeah thanks thanks for sharing and being open and uh if if the audience wants to reach out to you where can they find you first i would like to say thank you so much for having me um i really appreciate it i'm, I'm so happy that we got to connect and yeah. and for the people listening they don't know that in your listeners they don't know that we randomly met on social media no <laughs> so, <laughs> right so yeah. that's awesome, right? Yeah. And um, and but for people that want to continue to to check in and and see what I'm about, I could be found at the Love Scientist on Instagram. I'm working on my page right now, so that's coming up uh, my website. But my primary uh, use of social media is Instagram right now. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you once again, Keisha, um, and, and best of luck with everything. Thank you, Anissa. You too. Thank you. And that was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. We're continuing this series next week. Until then, stay tuned with everything Unplug on the IG and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie, and also the website, www.unplugwithannie.com. If you'd like to sign up to the newsletters, you can do so on the website and you will receive special newsletters every week, way before Sunday's release. So you get to know ahead of time who Sunday's guest is, a little more in-depth detail about the guest um, and lots more, of course. So stay tuned till next week.